Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and thank you all for joining. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Hope you're having a fantastic week. All right, let's get going. So the last time we spoke on the career series, we talked about building influence in the workplace. So before we go to today's topic, let's do a quick recap of the ways I think you can build influence in the workplace. Number one was build connections. We know it's important to have those one-on-one connections to people in your office, across different teams, um, just to build that trust. Number two, listen first and stay engaged. Listening, again, is one of the biggest parts of effective communication. If you can listen to someone and you can hear where they are coming from before you jump in, there's nothing worse than these people who cut people off mid-sentence. So listen first and then also stay engaged in a world where we've got a lot of phones. (laughs) We've got phones in our hands. We've got, especially if you work um, remotely, you are in meetings and you always have that ability to work on the side. Um, So it's really important to stay engaged. Number three, check your body language and your tone. So as much as possible, you know, show people that you are engaged in the conversation with them by, you know, head nodding. Um, make sure when you respond that your tone is not defensive, um, not too aggressive, but you, know, you just want to be respectful, if, if anything, with your tone and your body language. You want to show you're engaged and not that you're like, oh, my God, why am I here? I'm so bored. Number four, be consistent. You know, be someone that people can count on. Number five, be assertive and have a point of view. Bring your point of view to the meeting. Don't just come to a meeting and just be a fly on the wall. Like you were invited to any conversation, any meeting, because you were expected to have a point of view. Number six, be authentically you. Just be you. Be your honest, transparent self. Um, and that makes you more relatable to uh, co-workers. Number seven, be flexible. Part of having that opinion that we talked about or that point of view. And number five is also being able to be flexible and compromise with others. Like, so no one wants to work with the person or the, no one has influence when you've never been, where it's always your way or no way. Number eight, follow through. AKA, do what you said you were going to do. Don't tell someone you were going to do something and not do it. It's as simple as that. And number nine, lend a hand. Part of influencing is always being um, willing to support your team and coworkers. So make sure that you find those opportunities when asked to help out when needed. Okay, so those were nine. I hope those are nine Um, tips that you'll be able to use in your career moving forward. And now we're going to talk about um, our topic for this week. Actually, we're going to break this topic out across the next two episodes. So now it is February. You have had a month to come back to your workplace after the holidays, you know, everything. If you are like me, your workplace is probably like booming right now because everybody's working on all the projects. 
that we said we were going to work on last year, right? The new projects for this year, all those things that had had to been circled back on. <laughs> all those things are now like right there and ready to go. But also you might be in a place where you are saying to yourself, is it time for me now that I've had the month of January, is it time for me to figure out like what's next for me? Am I going to be here? Is it time for me to find a different job? So today and over the next episode, I want to talk about should you go, should I stay or should I go? And signs that you should look for that will help you determine when it's time to leave. So we'll look at the, we'll look at 10 today. And then, like I said, we'll do the rest, our next episode. So before you just say, you know, before turning your resignation, you know, it is better that you, um, that you are aware of certain signs, right? Before you leave jobs, you might call them red flags, signs, whatever. They're all the same. Um, So the first one is you feel burned out and exhausted. You know, if your job is making you constantly feel like you can't go on, you don't have the energy to do anything else when you get off from work, you know, it's probably time for you to consider something different. Um, It is worth it to track how you feel. I mean, I know it's something that's simple, but it is worth it to think about like, how your job makes you feel at the end of the day. How do you feel on Sunday nights? (laughs) As they are called the Sunday scaries, you know, going to work should not feel like, oh my God, I've got to go back here again. (sighs) You should not have to pray yourself into your office, whether that be in person or remote. You should feel happy about going to work in the work that you do. So that is definitely a very key one. I think for me, um, anytime that I've decided to start looking for another job, it is because like I felt like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired. You know, like this is just exhausting. You know, it's taken away from my like, um, it's taken away from like me feeling like me. So definitely look at um, if you're feeling burnout and exhausted. Number two, you see no growth opportunities. If your company is not allowing for you to focus in on the skills that you feel are unique to you and skills that you feel your skills that skills that will help the company grow that can help you grow then you should consider leaving now you should work somewhere where you are given exposure to work on new projects um given the opportunity to be promoted um just given the opportunity to have conversations about growth if you don't see that as an opportunity. And if your organization or company does not support your professional growth, then it may be time for you to move on. 
So you have to really like think about that. Um, and I think it's important, you know, for you also to have those conversations with your manager to talk about what does a path for growth look like. I do say that that is something that I feel that we as the team members should, um, we should own. We should own that part. And then once you put it out there and you've made your intentions known, you've stated them to your manager. And if nothing is happening from there, then it's definitely like you're not just leaving because, you know, you want it to be promoted, but you didn't tell anybody. It's important that you make sure that you tell someone. All right. Number three, your workplace is toxic. And by toxic, I mean, there is gossiping, there is discrimination, there, um, you know, it can look like a lot of things, you know, say your senior leaders, you know, acting differently towards different people in the company. Um, There is no trust between, say, senior leadership and the and say management or the employees, um, there's also no trust with the coworkers. Um, there's also potentially high turnover and uh, also lack of leadership in the organization. Um, I think it's really important because I have a time or two been in some workplaces that have felt toxic, um, where you see a lot of people leaving. And I think that's one of the things that I will call companies um, to be more transparent about is when people begin to leave. It's not something to just sweep under the rug when people start to move on. It's okay to, I think, um, employees will appreciate it more if you were just transparent or honest to say, you know what, we're going through a time right now. People are leaving. We're trying to understand why people are choosing to move away. We're trying to take that information and then bring it, you know, take that information and then become better. A lot of companies just don't want to become better. Um, I had an exit interview <laughs> with the company that, um, so there were two versions. So we were owned by a global company. And so there was a written version of the exit interview. And then there was a exit interview, like in person with the person, um, with someone in HR. And so I remember thinking to myself, you know, having that conversation with that person who didn't really want to like, she didn't really want to hear the rationale or the reasons. She just wanted to like check the box and say that she'd had a conversation with me all while trying to like, essentially, in my opinion, gaslight me in that meeting about my reasons why I was leaving. And then she had like a counter for everything. And I was like, you don't get to counter because I'm leaving. And apparently there was something wrong here if I decided that it was time for me to leave. So (laughs) I say that to say companies, anyone who's listening, your leader, um, make sure that 
and you do take the information that your um, employees are giving you. I mean, we all do a tons of surveys, employee surveys, um, satisfaction surveys, all these things. And it's like, are you actually taking the information and doing something with it? And then also transparency will go far if you just say, you know what? We don't really know right now. Um, I'll give you one last example before I move on. Um, the shift back to, you know, from remote to back in office. And I was at a place where they really wanted people to come back into the office. But, you know, understanding that it had been two and a half years where people had worked successfully at their homes. People had gained better flexibility in their life. and they weren't just willing to say, oh yeah, I want to come back and sit in an office five days a week. So as people began to, the conversation started to happen in the background. Now, mind you, there was never really any conversations that asked any of us about how we truly thought. I mean, there were like some managers asking, but there was never anything formal that said, what would you like to do? What would be the best work experience for you? Because we do know that you have been successful people while you've been away. And we do understand that there are some jobs that may need to come in more, but there may be some teams that don't need to. And so that none of that was ever, you know, really talked about. The It was just, you're going to come back into the office. We're going to work in here four days out of the week. And then there was, you want to talk about toxic. There was... Um, this whole like leveling of people who have been hired during the um, pandemic who were told that they only would have to come in X amount of days. And then people who had been with the company for long, long, long periods of time and prior to the pandemic were told that they'd have to come into the office. So it's just like, that's backwards to me. Fortunately, I was gone by the time all this came out, but these were just things that, you know, that were happening. And I think that um, those are those are just things that lead to toxic environments because no one's listening, apparently. No one's having real conversations. And so a lot of people started to say, mm, you know what, I'm going to need to leave before we get to this place of going back into the office, me, including me. So it's one of those things where it's like, listen to what people are telling you. Listen to the feedback, listen, and do something with it. Okay, number four, your company has no future. So if your company has been underperforming for a long time, your future is also a state too. I think it's really important to look at financial reporting, um, understand this, the potential for longevity, um, what does the future look like if your company is laying off employees from time to time? I mean, you just want to pay attention to that because, yes, I do know right now we are in a different time and we are in a time where people, you know, there have been more layoffs. There was a lot of hiring. Now there are some layoffs. But if your company is like repeatedly having layoffs like every year, then you might just pay attention to that. You might have conversations about your role and your, um, your potential for growth or your potential to 
possibly be laid off one day. I think like going into it and just asking what some may see as tough questions is not really tough questions. It's just you asking questions that will benefit you as a person who needs to have employment. So number four, your company has no future. Number five, you are undercompensated. You might have accepted the job offer when you took the job with less pay because you wanted an opportunity. But if you are highly undercompensated, you should consider leaving your job. Because when you take a job with less pay, you are telling the company that you don't value your skills, which can impact the type of task responsibilities that you could be asked to perform. And I think if you stay in a place over time, then you will become resentful over time um, because you'll want more. You'll want that money. You'll want a raise and you won't know exactly how to get there because you will have accepted a job at like here when you should have really asked. Okay, so let me do it. (laughs) Here for those who are watching. (laughs) And you really need to be like two notches above. And so then you're always trying to like catch up. And then I also think too, in um, scenarios where you are looking at pay for other organizations or other jobs that are comparable to what you do, um, that can also become an issue. But let's just be honest. Most of us know that in most jobs, You're going to be hired in to do one thing, and chances are you're going to do above that. You're going to take on more. You're going to do more. And that is really important to make sure that you are offsetting that by asking for the pay that you deserve. So it's definitely a conversation to be had, something to figure out. Um, The money conversations aren't always easy, but they need to be had. All right, number six, you found a better opportunity. And a better opportunity, as we were just talking about being compensated, better opportunity doesn't necessarily mean more money. I mean, you have you just found something that is a better fit for you, a better fit for your lifestyle, a better fit for where you want to go in the future, a better company, a better culture. Um, so I think it's really important that, you know, But when you are considering, obviously, you always want to weigh the pros and the cons of the new job, right? Because how many times I know you all listening, watching, probably like me, you've heard people say, well, the grass isn't always greener on the other. Yeah, yeah, we know. Every job comes with some situation, some issue. Like, that's just life. As long as we're human. And we're working with other human beings and other people with feelings and, you know, emotions and drive. There's a chance that there will be some type of issue. Right. But if you don't take a leap or step, then you'll never know. So weigh the pros and cons. Is it better than the situation you're in? Do you see future growth? Is it just the hold you over for a couple of years until you say you want to start a business. I just need something to hold me over that allows me better flexibility so that I can do these things on the side. You have to think about all those things. So 
If you found a better opportunity, that's also another reason to go. Number seven, you don't have work-life balance. If your work is taking up all of your time and you do not have the energy to do anything else outside of work. So if you're starting work at seven in the morning and you're working through to seven at night and you're not taking a lunch break, you're not taking any other breaks, you're just, you're eating at your desk, which is, you know, unhealthy long-term for you. Um, You're not getting to work out because you're like, oh, I need to get into the office or I need to get on my desk. Um, If it's just like consuming your life, if you're working on the weekends, like you don't have work-life balance. (laughs) If you're working on your days off, you're not taking vacation and your family, friends, loved ones, significant others, other spouses are saying, I mean, I never see you. We never spend any time because you're always attached to your computer. Then it might be time for you to go. <laughs> All right, number eight, you feel uninspired and unengaged. It happens. It happens when, and it looks differently, right? Um, sometimes it can feel like boredom or I just don't want to be here. I just don't really want to do this. Um, or it can look like not feeling, you know, excited or engaged. I mean, you're just going through the motions. It's just like, oh, is it five o'clock? As soon as you sit down, you're like, what time is it? Can I leave? Um, those are all surefire signs that it's time for you to go. All right. Number nine is your skill set isn't growing. You're not, your skill set isn't being enhanced. You know, your job is supposed to help you um, enhance the skills you have, but then also grow, add new skills. And if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to learn, you're not able to pick up new skills, you don't feel like you're like um, you're able to or if you know there are skills that things that you bring to the table and which you're really good at and those skills are not being utilized. I think those are all reasons um, for you to consider leaving. Um, you know, all companies should offer some form of professional development to their employees. You should have opportunity, whether it's something like going to conferences, going to webinars, um, doing LinkedIn learning, um, joining professional organizations. You should have those opportunities. Um, you should also, if you have good managers and leaders, if someone sees that, wow, like she's really good at, this person's really good at, like, um, analyzing data and pulling trends and giving us some, you know, feedback on things we can adapt to make this campaign or this project better. You know, if you know that person has that skill set, seems like you should play that up. You should help that person, give them additional training, especially if they have an interest in it, but don't like thumb them down and say, no, actually we need your focus to be over here on um, forecasting. <laughs> So those things won't help you and they won't ultimately help the company because if you feel like your skills are not being utilized or enhanced, then you're going to feel unengaged and uninspired. All right. And the last one for this week is your mental well-being is at risk. Just as simple as that. If you are not happy 
And many of the nine things above this one can contribute to your mental well-being being at risk. So if your office does not feel like a safe space, um, then you should consider um, leaving the organization. Okay, quick recap of the 10 for today. One, you feel burnout and exhausted. Two, you see no opportunities for growth. Three, you're in a toxic workplace. Four, your company has no future. Five, you are undercompensated. Six, you found a better opportunity. Seven, you don't have work-life balance. Eight, you feel uninspired and unengaged. Nine, your skills are not being enhanced. And number 10, your mental well-being is at risk. So those were 10 for today. It's almost like I'm going to give you homework. Those are 10 you can think about before we come back in a couple of weeks and I give you the rest. So think about those things. If you're someone who may be considering, you know, this year, 2023 is the year that I'm going to look for something new. Should I look for something new? Then here you go. Here's my gift to you. <laughs> All right. So before I go, remember, you can head over to goldgirl.com to access previous podcast episodes, resources, and more. Um, if you hear these stories resonating with you um, and where you may be at this point in your career, I've got a great quiz when you head, when you head over to globegirl.com. It's called, Is It Time for a Career Change? Even if you're afraid to take the leap. Um, I've designed the quiz to determine one of three things. One, I'm happy. I'm finding purpose and I'm ready to elevate in my career. Two, I'm okay. Not really sure that my purpose is being being um, levied here, but or if I want to elevate. And three, nope, it's time for me to pivot. I got to leave. <laughs> Those 10 things are happening to me, Kyra, because <laughs> no joy lives here. It's time for me to go. And once you take the quiz, if you're trying to figure out like what to do next, what should I do? Feel free to schedule a free 15-minute chat with me so we can discuss how I could potentially help you discover the unique strengths you have and help you create a career you love through career coaching. All right. So also, if you've got any thoughts, any topics that you want to send my way, email me at hello at glowupgirl.com. Also, one last thing, you can listen to all of our podcast episodes at, on your favorite platform. So um, whether it be these career-focused episodes or the episodes that fall bi-weekly with um, amazing guests that bring awesome information, resources, and tips and tools to the table for you. You can check those out at any platform where you listen to podcasts, also on YouTube. So thank you all again for all of your support, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for joining, and until then, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone. <laughs>